0: So I just gone back from book tour.
1: Exciting.
0: And uh, this really annoying thing happened. I was at a book festival and I was at a signing, which made me feel very cool. And I got to sign people's books. I drew lots of cats in them. <laughs> and this woman comes up and she's like, hey, can I take your photo? I'm doing a series on like Artists at work and blah blah blah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like that is the gist of what she tells me, right? Yeah. So I say yes. She takes a picture. Um, I sign books for whom people who I assume are her children, and then today, this is like a few days later, she tags me on Twitter and has turned that photograph of me into an NFT without my consent. Whoa. Yeah
1: people are still buying nfts
0: nobody's fucking buying nfts but people are idiots and so i was like fairly short with her i was like hey i did not consent to this like please you can't this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> <Wild. sighs> so yeah i was just like what a bizarre fucking thing to do is to like try to profit off of someone else's face and she was like, "Oh, I'm not profiting from it. It's just on the blockchain." I'm like, I don't care. Just take it down. I don't care. <laughs> like, and, uh, and she offered to like pay me for it or whatever, like with my fucking crypto wallet. And I was like, I don't yeah. fucking have that. Just like take it off the internet.
1: Like you, <laughs> you have lost
0: your rights to me.
1: That was really weird.
0: It was super uncomfortable. She apparently also does other work with, like, AI and stuff, like, feeds portraits into into an algorithm and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I hope you didn't fucking use mine. Oh.
1: Damn, Oof. that's cool. You're going to be in the metaverse soon.
0: Oh, fuck no. Fuck You're, no.
1: <laughs> when we finally all get uploaded, you'll be there to guide us. Fuck no. But it'll be good oh. for all, like, the queer kids who are getting <laughs> uploaded, too. They'll have someone that understands them, you know. <sighs>
0: no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Except it'll be
1: awful corrupted like um NFT capitalist Christine. crypto you, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be horrible. I'm just I I didn't even know what was <laughs> going on at first, like just cuz I'm so not in that realm that I was like what is ETH? Oh, that's fucking Ethereum. Get me out of here.
1: <laughs> well, it'll all be worthless soon, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know that it was still a going thing, but I guess it's in another one of its spasms where crypto just kind of occasionally gets a little bit of value because people are like, why not? Maybe this time.
0: I don't know. I just don't get it. Um, I am a Luddite in this sense, but for the right reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the right kind of Luddite in the sense that I think Technology is fine, but this one smells bad.
1: Let's see. Oh, it's way up this year. Oh. Yeah, January. Like $16,000 for a Bitcoin. Jesus. And now it's like 28000
0: <sighs> I just don't care.
1: <laughs> but it's only... Like, it used to be way more... Like, if you look at the year, it's like lower than it was a year ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, what I what I hated I mean I hated a lot about that experience but like I felt like I really had to cover my bases with techno babble of just like I just wanted to be like no but I had to be like take me off the blockchain take you know like I had to be really specific because that's the thing like clearly these people don't care about consent and so if you don't cover your bases they'll just assume they can do whatever they want
1: yeah that's really weird it's like I mean maybe from their perspective it's like selling an autographed thing
0: maybe but it's just i mean i would try to think about it like would you be this annoyed if it was just a regular photographer selling a print of your image or a download i'm like yeah that's still weird
1: <laughs> a print so, would be that's the equivalent because like it's not the original thing you can't be like this is an artifact mm-hmm. they can reproduce <laughs> uh you what you have produced and so it's like what the fuck you know
0: i think it shook me because like the social norms just were not there i just was like oh this is some sort of cool instagram you know you're taking a picture i wasn't thinking that i'd have to like investigate further <laughs>
1: <laughs> well who knows you might have other ones out there that you just weren't tagged in you know maybe you could, could already be nft famous
0: yeah maybe get on the ground floor kids <laughs> <laughs> Do not burn, burn the ground floor and the other floors.
1: Yeah, don't don't waste anything on NFTs.
0: It's stupid. It's capitalist. It's bad for the environment. It's it's not good.
1: Are NFTs also? I guess they all use compute. I, I know that like you know crypto is because you mine mm-hmm. it or something. But I thought NFTs were just fancy pictures. You know.
0: I think it works on the same principles of like the. It is some sort of blockchain situation. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know. I Again, think if they put anything
1: on the blockchain, it goes to, like, the always running computers or something.
0: I believe so. I sound so. like I'm
1: 70 right now talking about
0: I, I also sound that way. I don't care. <laughs> Listeners, if you're trying to explain this to me, I'm, I will delete the email.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not good stuff. Like, don't understand Unless
0: it. you explain it in a really like a rude way towards nft people like then you can do like explain it like i'm a third grader but like also like insult the nft crypto folks too like so these dumbasses do xyz like that (laughs) i'm fine for that kind of explanation
1: yeah for sure well i'm sorry you had to deal with
0: (laughs) it's cool it was just a weird fucking interaction Uh, the rest (laughs) of my interactions on book tour have been so lovely and wonderful uh it was just a weird way to to button it up
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're shooting the shit today. Yeah, we are. We're just hanging out. Do you want to? Well, you kind of led with the opening, I guess. Yeah, I it's your turn. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I just saw something. Recording day, so I just saw something Tuesday in Arizona uh, that they're having a fight over tamales there. <gasps>
0: What kind of fight? Green versus red?
1: <laughs> Nothing so innocuous.
0: Tuck and fold versus just the wrap.
1: Dude, the wrap worked out pretty well. Like I was pretty wise, impressed. You know? I was
0: impressed. I did not think that would have enough integrity, but it worked.
1: <laughs> no, the uh, governor there vetoed a bill. The Republicans and the Democrats sort of teamed up to pass this bill. That the New York Times describes as a moment of unusual bipartisan accord.
0: That means it's bad.
1: Uh well, <laughs> the bill would let Arizona's home cooks, yeah, just people cooking in their kitchen, uh, register with the state to legally sell perishable foods like salsas and tamales.
0: Oh, actually that's not
1: bad. Yeah, currently it's sort of an underground
0: Mm-hmm. You have a tamale lady.
1: Yeah, but it's like kind of a gray market of like it's it's. I mean, you can, it's a black market, I guess you can get fined for it. Uh, <laughs> a black
0: market tamale just makes it sound so luxurious. Yeah, it's
1: it's like a five hundred dollar fine <gasps> and six months jail time. But or like up who to the you fuck know is,
0: who would narc on a little old tamale lady?
1: You know, Karens and stuff.
0: Ugh. Yeah, white people. It's always them, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, and they they can't, you know, they can't do it officially. There's no way for them to sell any perishable foods. Like, that's just the law. So they were trying to change that uh, when the governor there, Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, vetoed the bill.
0: Why? What is her reasoning?
1: Uh, Her reasoning, her defense here is that, oh, concerns about the potential for foodborne illnesses and the sanitation of the kitchens.
0: It feels racist. Just saying.
1: Yeah, for one. <laughs> it could, the, the bill does require people to take a food safety course, which could just be the one that's like...
0: That everyone takes.
1: Yeah, the the food, the safe serve thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is also actually, it, it makes a lot of political donations to um the restaurant, like, business owners association thing. Oh, so, I did not know that. <laughs> so... And since it's a requirement for you to work in in food service and whatever, uh, the industry requires you uh, to essentially make a political donation to (laughs) lobbying against your rights to organize and stuff. Wow. That's that's pretty interesting. I think that was a time story, too, when I read that. That was a pretty good little expose. Wow.
0: Just to teach you about the safe zones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The danger zones.
1: But they have to take this food safety class, register with the state, and label their foods... I mean, presumably, this would amount to having some inspections sometimes and things, because you're kind of a restaurant or or kind of the equivalent of a ghost kitchen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about it, like, even the designation of of perishable foods, like, people do sell, I guess, non-perishable foods just fine, like, you know, jams and stuff at the farmer's market. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, you can fuck that up and defo, like, give someone botulism and shit,
1: right? For sure, yeah. They mentioned in the article, too, that it's, like, legal and the the list of non-perishable foods just is, like, not refrigeration. So, like, cookies mm-hmm. will go bad. You know, they're probably yeah. not really going to do anything to someone. But still, like, I guess you can get, if it's bad flour, you can get the dancing craze, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's
0: so scary! Why am I so scared of the dancing craze, dude?
1: It, it, dancing craze is innocuous. I mean, I've been watching this, uh, the Last of Us, and I'm behind. I guess. Oh
0: God, yeah.
1: But it's, it's super cool. Um, it's it's a cool show. Super dark. It's this fungal thing, you know. I'm like, well, we we're. I guess we were lucky the last time we had a major fungal outbreak that it was just <laughs> the dancing craze. That's true. That's true. <laughs> or probably not the last time. I mean, but. <laughs>
0: last important one. <laughs> oh, yeah someone tried to tell me like oh it's not that scary i did not make it through episode one i'm a oh, fucking weenie it
1: doesn't ma- it's so it's i don't know in my opinion it's not that scary it's but it's like cr- it's creepy or like creepy. societally like fucking yes. fucked up you know
0: it's dark it's dark it's and super dark it. yeah
1: but yeah they've called this the tamale bill because so much of the sort of underground food selling businesses there and everything are are you know Mexican Americans and stuff uh and the the Latino population there and so not just Mexican Americans but a lot of people and and yeah everyone's upset everyone's like what the fuck like why did you veto this (laughs) they're they're it totally backfired on this governor
0: oh yeah fuck that lady
1: and and yeah hopefully she reconsiders puts the bill back up i was just like damn like even the the stupid small business you know capitalist <laughs> kind of republicans figured this one out that like let people do things
0: yeah yeah uh real quick note uh i'm holding my cat so if there's purring in the background that's what that is so <laughs> everyone deal with that no yeah i i read that book did you ever read it uh taco usa
1: no it's still sitting think- on my shelf
0: I lent it to you, you yep. hat. Okay. <laughs> well, it's really good whenever you get around to it. It's it's by uh what's his name? Can you Google it for me? I have a cat in my hands. I wanna say Gustavo somebody.
1: Yeah, Gustavo Ariano.
0: There we go. Um but yeah, he talks a lot about like the very you know esteemed tradition oh that's a good joke of the tamale lady uh (laughs) and and like it's super common like in san antonio and like especially in like just the southwest in general like new mexico and arizona and stuff so yeah that's fucked like people like that's a tradition like people know that like everyone eats from it i'm sure people don't get fucking sick from it it's just this weird lack of trust we have in our communities that like i just i find very baffling
1: it's, it's another hole in what people, what capitalist proponents like to talk about, Oh, the free market and free enterprise and all this. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're coming after the lemonade stands after the, <laughs> after the tamale, the tamale ladies. Like it's, it's,
0: we're going after the wrong people. <laughs> you want to look at labor violations? Like I got some, some places for you to check out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, like, this bill would you know add a little bit of cost to them or whatever but you essentially by giving them this license or bringing them under the regulation of the state for all your food safety you know things so you can inspect them you can do whatever it's no there's no problem with that but it's it's rigged you know and and that's the whole the whole system like that is built to and you don't, you don't, I, I think, I think that they also, the restaurants and shit like that, their lobbying groups and stuff don't want, you know, these very small right now outfits by necessity, because they're underground, they don't want them to grow. They don't want more competition mm-hmm. in that way. And for them to get legit and yes, yeah, that's, that's not good for them.
0: I I could totally see that. Like uh, when you think about that market of, of restaurants I mean, it is such a tight market of, of, you know, tight margins, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, I see this in my own neighborhood where, like, you know, it's in the process of gentrifying. And we were talking about what restaurants we thought would do well and which ones weren't going to, you know, survive um, just because we know the rent's about to go up. And um, the one that we, like, felt good about was the one that had, you know, a couple locations across the Metroplex. And we're like, that sucks that, like they have that leg up that they, they have a cushion and it's just cause they have more capital.
1: Yep. That's the advantage. That's uh that's why they call it capitalism. It's rule by capital. It's that's, mm-hmm. that's what decides it ultimately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. It's impressive to see people still succeeding. I mean, still they're they're still doing this and it's not like going away really, but it sucks that they have to be kind of under that fear of, you know, getting, prosecuted for it and shit like that especially when the governor got lots of support from the latino community when she was elected
0: of course and of uh, course. this
1: was the repayment
0: that's crazy and like i don't know like street vendors are just so fucking common in mexico like i'm trying to, there's no way like every one of those are licensed and like i've never had a problem
1: <laughs> no yeah but I, I think you were onto something that really didn't occur to me because i'm just dumb, I guess Uh, (laughs) that there's an element of, uh, there's a racial element to it too. Of we know kind of the communities that are involved Mm in this, you know, it's the same reason people make stupid jokes about Asian restaurants and stuff. And they're like, Oh, what about watch out for the cats here or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And don't drink the water. That kind of nonsense. That's
1: what reminded me of it is people, you know, they're like, Oh, you're going down to Mexico. You gotta watch out yeah and Ugh. it's it's normal it's and fine. fine it's you
0: fine <laughs> if anything it was way better
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ugh.
0: yeah upsetting upsetting i i am team tamale
1: if you're down there in arizona you can do some old-fashioned bothering your representatives yeah just stuff. call her names yeah it's fine Call her names on social media, bother your representatives about it, whatever. Do that. Let people do things. It's not a solution. I mean, we want to abolish the whole market and stuff. But while we have it, I mean, let people do what they need to do to survive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's this one. There's this one question on book tour, and it was like talking about all the book bans and stuff, and like, what would you say to, uh, you know, a, a superintendent or whatever? and this one guy like went off and like did a very passionate speech about like i don't you know i think that's fucked up and blah blah, blah. like basically i mean he was he was saying the right things in terms of like yeah we we need these books blah 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 mm-hmm. um and he was like getting really angry but then his fucking solution was vote and i was like all right eat, eat a butt like what are you doing <laughs> and, and mine was these people have offices <laughs> i basically encourage people to go Personally, uh, yell at yeah. the superintendents. I was like, we know who these people are. Like, just go bother them. Like, go be annoying. Like yell at them
1: for sure. And this is a, a strange, it's not strange. If you understand that, they'll just make any defense that they need to, but it is an aberration. People don't, people sometimes think, Oh, this is a weird modern world where people will go directly to where people live. Or no, where that they used work. to be how
0: it was. Yeah.
1: Like you used to have the constituency was so fucking small, or even if it was a little dispersed, it was still small in number and you knew everybody to where you could go and publicly be like, Hey Bill, you're being a jackass, hey, jackass. you know, like yeah. And that was understood and like you had a popular pressure in the back of people's minds.
0: You are accountable in some ways. I'm like, not, obviously not in all the ways, but like, I don't make a habit of quoting West Wing, but sometimes I do. (laughs) (laughs) They had the big block of cheese day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or fucking Jackson would sit out with cheese and people would come eat cheese and yell at him. That sounds great.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, it's because people, you know, they're, they're, they want to shield themselves from the unwashed masses Mm -hmm. and whatever sure they're going to claim oh this is just not respectable or whatever but that's a modern turn like that's that's not that's not how things used to be it's not how things you know will be in in socialism and communism we're gonna have yell at your boss to yell at your manager because you know your your managers maybe gonna make a little bit more money or whatever but this is only in the socialist stage i should say but like they're gonna get feedback they're gonna they're not like the one who's, I mean, you wouldn't make them really the one who's hiring and firing, right? Like they would be good at like, man, you know, coordinating people and shit. And they would probably provide some sort of feedback of like, Hey, this guy, he's really lazy or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I but,
0: think they would be part of the process definitely of hiring just cause they will know what they need on their team. But, but the union firing, should play a big
1: role in that too.
0: The union should also play a big role in that. So yeah, I think they would just be on they'd be part of that panel maybe, but like they wouldn't have the deciding factor or vote.
1: The point is, you'll get to yell at your boss and then in communism you just won't have a boss, you know. You'll get to yell at whoever's on the council that week. Nobody's going to want to be on the council cuz they always get yelled at. It's great.
0: <laughs> Sounds great. Um quick update, I got little tags like little name tag thingies for the cats and higgins is currently trying to bite his own collar tag
1: <laughs> so he looks like an idiot <laughs> no collars no masters
0: Mm-hmm. that's so cute i did a really good job designing it it's pretty
1: that's why we can't put one on Danchin. he's our little anarchist black cat
0: i know i know i felt bad doing it but i had such a scare that i'm like whatever <laughs> yeah
1: no you need to but like we literally can't get one of, well we can get it on him
0: He'll take it but off. He just
1: runs around like a madman, like <laughs> he's possessed until he gets it
0: Aww. off. He's trying to bite it. What is he doing? He's trying to bite his tag. Aww. He's like lifting it up with his paw and then biting it. Weirdo.
1: Maybe I you need to do a good job on it. Put it like, just you know, fold it back under the collar or something and tape it there. Yeah, or so it's
0: not dangly. Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> I'll turn my brightness so you can see him.
1: I'm oh, Higzo.
0: Hi, do you have things to say?
1: Higgs boson.
0: I do call him that a lot. Do you have opinions? No thoughts, head empty.
1: Hmm, Classic. That's good. That's perfect.
0: That's good. You should keep it that way, honestly. It's a pain in the ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we had an only not. Consume from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and <laughs> we too could be himbos Ugh. happy in the paradise of earth
0: oh yeah yeah moisturized in my lane thriving idiots
1: <laughs> but yeah capitalists they suck um <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think that's just gonna be the theme today
1: capitalists suck yeah I, mm-hmm. it's a stupid economic system i read this uh article also in the times about office space and shit have oh you heard about god, this
0: god no i haven't so but they're always, are they trying
1: to get us back again yeah, yeah yeah it's part of that long conversation of like when the fuck are office workers coming back you know
0: fuck right off
1: but now they're getting a little desperate you know uh they've been off the junk for a while and they're really looking to get their next fix and so they're down to taking hostages
0: okay
1: Uh, the headline a bleak outlook for manhattan's office space may signal a bigger problem remote work and rising interest rates are dealing a double blow to office landlords with potentially grave consequences for the city and even national economy
0: oh no we're gonna tank this thing
1: so the fucking landlords of corporate real estate Are somehow going to bring down the whole economy unless we give them our tribute.
0: Just like, uh, just land usage wise, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If you can work from home, you have so much more room. Turn into fucking public housing.
1: Yeah. Repurpose it. And that's what we would be doing, right? In a sane Mm -hmm. society, in a socialist society, we'd be looking at this as a problem of adjustment mm-hmm. of like, Oh, well we have different needs now. We need to figure out we what we're going to gonna figure do. That out. Yeah. But we're not like, uh, I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out how to meet human needs versus the stupid way we do it now of trying to figure out how can we still make money while sort of solving this problem, I guess. You know?
0: Kind of as an after effect.
1: Yeah. Or like adjusting Ugh. it to where even if the problem's not solved, we we make money. That, that's the main <laughs> thing. You know, we don't care about the rest of it.
0: No, no, we're not in the business of solving problems. Have you heard about hermit crabs and their methodologies?
1: About how they like chain shells and shit? Or they like Yeah. They have like a housing ladder for hermit crabs?
0: They essentially have like socialized housing. <laughs> be more like a hermit crab. So like, yeah, whenever a crab gets too big for their shell, they they move on up and and they all go to appropriately sized shells. Like no one takes more than what they need. They all gather together and trade their houses. And I'm like, that's all we need to do. Like instead of having fucking Jeff Bezos in a, a shell, you know, probably 64 times his body. I don't know, something crazy for a hermit crab he's basically a hermit crab living in a stadium
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i feel like that's partially in there to be sciencey about it Ugh. well actually uh i bet it's like their body feels safer feels more secure in like a mm. snug fitting shell you You'd know You
0: probably want a good fit it's like getting the right pair of jeans yeah
1: you don't want to be in a tent you know
0: okay okay fine the metaphor doesn't hold up
1: but it's cute and it's good It's cute and it's good. We should be more cooperative. Sure. And we should, you know, I don't know. My point with this one is like solve it socially and look at, look (laughs) at what we have and say, okay, do we want to, you know, subject everyone to the threat of starvation and homelessness? Because, uh, these few guys aren't going to get to make as much money as they want. And so they're just going to, you know, sell everything off for what they get. See, that's the thing. When you have economic crises is people say, oh, damn, you know, people are jumping off of the skyscrapers because they lost all their money or whatever. But the actual investment bankers and shit, like they sold all their stuff. Yeah, they're
0: fucking fine. They're fine. And
1: they took a little bit of a loss that they're going to write off on their taxes next year (laughs) and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. And and they are directly causing the stock market crashes and and all the economic indicators going down when the line starts going down it's because they you know bailed they hit they the ejector all their seat shit. yeah they they got out with what they could and it didn't really super hurt them and we're left holding the bag which is now we're jobless you know now we're struggling to find a find how we're going to pay rent right and that's who were expected to say, Oh, but Hey, we need to keep feeding these guys need to keep mm-hmm. giving them their money and their profits. So they don't wreck the whole thing.
0: They're going to wreck it anyway. They don't fucking care.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> who makes a ton of money when these crashes happen is people <laughs> with money sitting in the bank, waiting to, uh, waiting to buy more stock when it's cheap.
0: Truly. Ugh.
1: But yeah, <sighs> that was sort of a, a ridiculous article and they're all like oh it's it's terrible and we got to get people to work and it's just so desperate <laughs>
0: it really is like i just instead of fretting about that i mean i'm jumping forward in, into commune times like assuming there would be still some version of work from home labor probably less of it because a lot of it's nonsense True. i'm totally willing to say that
1: as a member of the <laughs> work a, from home class i can
0: admit <laughs> 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 i'm not like the most efficient worker that's for fucking sure uh, uh, i good. don't believe like
1: you yeah, yeah. like you should that's that's part of the labor repertoire when you're working for a capitalist when you're working for the bad guy essentially like work slower, like to be less efficient. It's Take good.
0: your fucking time. When we're in the commune, now I want you to work a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, work but for yourself But I still want you to have people. a good
0: life. Two things can happen. But yeah, like I, if there were still some, I, I don't even think we would have work from home positions. I think it'd be like you work a few hours doing that and then you go also like do shit in the, you know, in the food production area or whatever the fuck, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you would have some people specialized to that or people limited to that. Um,
0: maybe yeah if you're like you know really like a fucking super smart scientist like yeah you probably should like do that all day
1: yeah i mean but it'd be more holistic if you're able to be able to do kind of a variety of things both for just your your brain staying active in different ways and training different skills and in like just physical you know yeah no we would definitely not have as much bullshit (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, probably (laughs) more people would get
1: to work from home in larger capacities, but like also just less, you know, you do like you said, you Mm -hmm. do a little bit of that. You do a little bit of this. You Mm -hmm, probably have two mm -hmm. part time jobs, the equivalent of it, but like,
0: but less overall.
1: Yeah, they're chiller. So you probably work the same amount as like a normal part time job once. Well, once we're to like, once we're past the whole siege state of having to defend ourselves against the imperialist dogs but but yeah no overall our goal is it's easier for you it's more laid back it's more enjoyable it's more you get to yell at your boss it's more varied and yeah you get to yell <laughs> at whoever's in charge that week you know that's another thing is you'll have people with managerial skills but you also have just some that's like you know whoever once you get enough experience in that job basically anybody could be the manager and so it's like, well, we'll just have this guy be it this week, and or maybe the workers just vote on a manager for the week, you know, something like that.
0: Totally, you should be able to elect your boss.
1: We're gonna turn this into like every other week, utopian hours. Apparently, We're
0: just... I mean, I'm okay with that. I need <laughs> it, honestly.
1: Uh, we'll have to crack down harder on the theory and stuff. In the, the other yeah, weeks. in the
0: other weeks, <laughs> like, okay, God, no, no utopian talk this time. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I have another note as someone who has recently traveled what feels like the length and breadth of Texas, even though it was not that <laughs> good God, I want a high speed rail.
1: <laughs> that would be nice. It seems like they're only doing like bad guy versions of them with like Tesla or something building them. Mm-hmm. But it would be super cool.
0: Supposedly, they're going to do one between Dallas and Austin. But I said, I'll believe it when I fucking see it. And I had to explain to Kyle, I was like, you know what happens? These people, companies buy up these plans and then run them into the ground. Like, that's what they do. That's what happened to public transit in America.
1: I'm with you is that I doubt that it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, But it's also woefully insufficient. I mean, if you look at other countries' maps that have high-speed rail and shit, they have all their cities connected, all their major population centers connected with high-speed rail. All their even kind of minor cities connected with like passen good passenger rail. And that's incredibly efficient. I mean, that's, that's way better in terms of the environment. That's cheaper. It's not insanely cheaper, really. It's, it's still pretty expensive to book high, high speed rail. Um, I think unless you have like the, the pass, the pass. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's also comfy. <laughs> it's comfy. It's convenient. Uh, there's so much more room on one of those than on a, on a plane
0: yeah or even a car like i mean we were talking about like the whole drive you know pretty much every drive we took was like god imagine if we're on a train like we could be doing crosswords because i don't get motion sick on trains i don't know why but i don't so i could read i could do crosswords sorry my cat is tearing up a chair so he's making some cool sounds Uh, (laughs) a lot of cat action today sorry y'all i'll post pictures of him as usual like, it would just be such a pleasant experience. And, and we were not trying to, like, think it out. Like, okay, you know, you're right. There would definitely be less of an ecological footprint in terms of emissions. But also just, like, land usage of highways. Like, those mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger. And it's ridiculous. Um, causing an enormous, like, uh, what's that called? The concrete effect?
1: Uh, concrete jungle, maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're like, you know, it's, it's, it's hotter because we have just fucking concrete everywhere. Yeah. We were talking about like, you know, definitely it'd have to be pretty whole, whole cloth, like jump in, like you were saying, like have a really robust system because a lot of small towns rely on like tourist traffic. So you would you couldn't just say, okay it's Dallas, Austin, Houston, we're done or whatever, you know, like you would have to build out enough so that you would still have some stops in the smaller towns.
1: Yeah, that and you have to get people because there's already so much traffic from the smaller cities to those, you know, you have to get people there
0: to me again. And we're doing a lot of metaphors today. Maybe that's our, our title is, is <laughs> metaphors of capitalism. It is, I think driving and driving culture is one of like the perfect examples of what a, a, an individualist culture can do to people because it is all of us making the decision. Well, this is more convenient for me. I need to go to this specific place. And saying, like, I want to control how fast I go. I want to be in my own bubble. We are, we are very much atomized in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to control, you know, the music, the air, whatever. And I, you know, I get to decide when I leave and when I arrive, you know.
1: Yeah. Very Lone Ranger sort of, you know, on your own and it's got these it's got wide-ranging consequences right i mean urban architecture or, or like urban sprawl sort of thing mm-hmm. all this it wasn't always the case even back in the day when automobiles were still in competition or what have you from public transit like they they were they both still existed for a long while yeah before you know the 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 car companies like lobbied cities and shit and got them you know got them to wreck their, their, uh, cable car, co- you know, trams and shit they used to have. That's the whole plot of who framed Roger Rabbit. That should be oh, one of yeah. our, uh, one of our movie, <laughs> our movie nights, nights at some point. Cause it's, it's, it's just should. that it's, uh, it's there. They're trying to wreck the streetcar or whatever. It's, it's, it's a, a plot, you know, to do that. And wow. they actually like that, that was a real thing.
0: Yeah. I remember reading that in, the I think it was our eco-socialist episode that that whole plot by like what was it, like Shell and Exxon and shit to just be like, hey, uh, I'm going to run this public bus company into the ground. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I just it's so upsetting. And, and and that's what I hate, too, is that like I think as someone who does live in, in a city proper. I'm not like downtown anymore, but people will, will try to guilt you over it. It's, it's to me feels a lot like the just vote argument of, of voting with your dollar, that kind of thing of like, Oh, well we need more people to take the public transit. And I'm like, that's not the, <laughs> like p- we're working uphill. Like, like, yeah, do you not know the history of how that happened?
1: Yeah. That that's not a good solution. I mean, if it's available, take public transit, but our public transit is just like underfunded. It charges to people too much money. Uh, it's, so it's stratified in that way. It's not, it doesn't cover enough places, especially here. We have such a paltry public transportation system in DFW.
0: Oh yeah. I was only able to take it for a few years because I lived literally down the street from a train stop. And I worked literally down the street from a train stop. And even then I would find excuses not to use it because, because not enough people can use it it doesn't feel safe like you have a sense of community like when you go on the subway in new york like you know to be careful like don't be an idiot mm-hmm. but generally like you kind of trust in your fellow humans of like hey if someone tries to fuck with me like yeah, you're I'm not gonna in get murdered public. yeah <laughs> you know like it's very unlikely um but like in in dfw like you you can be on a car with just like one other person and it's like i don't know who this person is <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah no it it I was the prime uh, target of, of being able to use that. And I and I did, and I had to, I only had one car at the time. So I often had to, uh, but I still didn't enjoy it. And I still found ways out of it. And it's just like, I really fucking tried, but it's just so hard to commit to that when it is such an underfunded system.
1: Yeah. I think it has to be radically built out and I don't think this system is going to do it. Like I, I, don't, uh-huh. I don't think the capital system <laughs> has the incentive to do it. It's, it's, Interesting. I mean, there are, you know, European countries and stuff that and and elsewhere in the world that do it and still have capitalism. So it's possible, but I don't think the uniquely, you know, cowboy capitalism that we have here is really suited for it.
0: No, and I, I hate when people try to like pin it on. I know I talked about like culture and individualism. But I don't like when people say, oh, we have a car culture, like it's our history or whatever. I'm like, dude, I know so many people that are just like, this is a thing I have to do because I have to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I am not a car person. And like, even, even my husband, who is kind of a car person, like he still admits, he's like, no, I'd way rather go on a train. Like, I think cars are cool and fun and I like watching TV about them. But yeah. like, <laughs> very few people fit that, you know, like, oh, I, I need to drive because I think it's fucking fun. And if you need to do that, like, let's build you a racetrack somewhere. Like, go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> the highway is not for that. Like, most people, it's just how to get to fucking point A to point B. Like, mm-hmm. no one's out here, like, fucking, you know, having the best time of their life in a car. If, if that's you, I'm sorry. Please don't email me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Very driving. few people. I, I hate it less than other people do.
0: It, it's good for me to work out some of my ideas sometimes. I talk to myself in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. I also sing in the car a lot, which is fun. But that's about it, and I can do those things elsewhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, we'd build trains with like quiet rooms and shit that you could go, you know, to (laughs) to like hang out.
0: This is the meditation
1: room. Yeah, like I mean, hell, if an Amazon warehouse can do it, a train can have a little quiet chamber, you know.
0: We should have like a silent disco car.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that'd be cool.
1: My school had a silent disco dance. Really? Yeah.
0: It's very in right now. Well, it was in a few years ago, which means it's in everywhere.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't attend because I don't really go to the extra stuff these days. But
0: Fuck no. <laughs> Why would you? I don't pay you for it. I, I saw like a, a, a his, I must, this is a funny phrase, a historical GIF. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a GIF like, like showing. thing? Uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. Time lapse of, of our railroad maps. Like, we used to do this. And like, yeah, it was for freight and it was for, you know, It was not it was there were passenger trains, though. Yeah, like it wasn't only freight. And like, that's how so many towns came to be was the railroads. Like, why don't we fucking do that again? Just do it again.
1: (laughs) But that was also a almost it wasn't state directed, but it was state funded. I mean, that was like tons and tons of money you know, land grants and shit to the railroad companies. Incredibly corrupt also.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying like, do it again. Like in the terms of like, yeah, exploit Chinese workers and and kill a bunch of people. (laughs) I mean, do it again, but better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it'll take the people taking power. You have to make the system radically different for that to work.
0: I, you can't even get fossil fuel companies to admit that they're causing a problem. We're not going to get them to like stop selling cars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the best thing we can maybe eke out of them seems to be electric vehicles. And then you have to try to change the electric grid. You know, uh, that's a map of China's high speed rail.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Give me a, cause I mean, that's another thing when you give up the, the, the Europe example will be like, well, Europe is so much smaller, but look at China. It's fucking huge. And look at all these fucking stops.
1: All the blue is...
0: <gasps> the fast ones. We'll put the
1: link in the notes or something. but um, Yeah, yeah. Super fast, which is above 300. Wow. That's, so that's, you know, the real high-speed rail sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in France they called it the TGV or something oh. like this. Because um, we, we took that when we were over there for part of it. And Germany has the same sort of situation, too. They have these super fast sections and then they have like the kind of older ones that they have built but it's like not as fast they have regular ones but like it's it's still all fucking really fast like
0: totally totally i took one in norway it wasn't a high speed rail but it was just a regular train and i really enjoyed it i made friends with some old people and a priest
1: i like to yeah <laughs> I, I just love like looking out the windows it's you can gorgeous see so much stuff in comparison yeah. to a plane a uh, plane's school too in terms of that but
0: It's only cool at the beginning and end.
1: Yeah. But it's just, it's neat because you're a passenger. Like when you're driving, you notice some stuff, but you don't notice everything because you're fucking driving.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, because we kept switching. And so like one person would just be like, baby animals. Like, (laughs) and the other person would have to like look and miss. So I saw a lot of baby cows. It was great. It's baby cow season.
1: (laughs) Uh, Do you want more more work shit or, or gun shit?
0: Anything happening in labor or?
1: Let's see if anything's happening in labor.
0: Ooh, I have two random things now. Okay.
1: Damn. All right.
0: I know the bathroom ants where all the best tweets live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oakland teachers may soon be on strike. They uh, overwhelmingly voted to support a strike uh, with their union, which is the Oakland Education Association. But apparently uh, they're holding off, like actually walking out. They're basically threatening a strike, you Mm. know, voting and saying we'll do it Mm -hmm. if, you know, but state officials are trying to argue that they're trying to file an injunction and saying it's illegal to strike as a teacher and stuff.
0: New amendments, the right to strike.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're working with something as outdated as the Bill of Rights, sure, we should update <laughs> it and and do that in the meantime, you know,
0: uh, right? Yeah, the, that's OK. If you have enough popular support to get the right to strike as an amendment, uh, just Keep get going. rid of it. Keep going. Just, <laughs> you, need, you don't even need the fucking Constitution anymore. Just 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 tear the whole the whole thing down for the whole man out like you're good because <laughs> that's the last fucking thing they'll ever give us.
1: If teachers end up walking out this spring, it will be the third time in just over a year. They had a wildcat strike at the end of March. Uh, Because they're also having school closures and shit because of enrollment and different things. And people are protesting against that. Uh, In this particular one, it's something about negotiating, but I'm trying to find out what.
0: (laughs) Very secretive.
1: Uh, in Oakland, the Union's three thousand represented teachers and other classroom staff have demanded an initial twenty-three percent raise as well as more student supports, full funding of the reparations for black students resolution, climate controlled classrooms for all students. Well fuck, it's Oakland, I would assume so. And much more. Uh more counselors and social workers, as well as class sizes down to twenty in in kindergarten through third classrooms. And at, at most 30 in academic high school courses. Oh my
0: God. 30. That's so many children.
1: Yeah. My biggest is 29.
0: That's huge.
1: Yeah. Luckily it's a good group. Like they actually, they're pretty fucking <laughs> they're chill. Yeah. I mean, I put them in a good seating chart. So it's sort of on me, but.
0: Yeah. You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I'm really good at my job. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, okay. Can we talk though? Even like just how long it took you to find out what they're striking for, like, isn't that kind of funny?
1: That was buried. Yeah, that's like the last third of the article. Every uh, last half of the article, actually. But yeah, it's it's all about the the conflict sort of thing, and mm-hmm. and oh, there's there's this, and oh, there's this many strikes, and finally we get to what are they asking for? You know.
0: <laughs> that's that's the second part. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's in the oh. San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, which you'll have to use a little tool, you know, Google like <laughs> getting past paywalls to figure it out. But I did it, and so can you. Yay! If you're illicit <laughs> enough.
0: Oh, Higgins says purr purr. purr. Higgins loves strikes.
1: Higgins, that's very good.
0: What's next?
1: There was this one article that I thought was just kind of sad.
0: Uh, <laughs> It's, Bring it on. It, we can't be utopian anymore,
1: remember? It's so, Yeah. Well, it's sort of a letters to the editor sort of thing. I guess this person, this journalist solicited feedback from or responses from viewers or viewers, readers. <laughs> <laughs> but the headline for it, I got it as a notification on my phone. Just I get these sometimes. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I had to. I screenshotted it. I went back to look at it later. <laughs> the little notification that I got on my phone from the Wall Street Journal was, oh, good. when will I retire? How about never?
0: Oh, no. It just sounds like a
1: threat. Like, oh, fuck you. You're never <laughs> no. retiring. Like, I didn't need that today. <laughs>
0: no, thank you. Oh, no. Is this like someone who's so trapped in... In the hustle mindset that they just want to keep working forever?
1: Yes, but multiple people. That's what the responses were uh. about was people who were like, fuck retiring. I thought it was going to be more of like a gloom and doom sort of like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's like you're are,
0: never retiring. Yeah,
1: like the younger <laughs> generations, they're kind of trapped into having to work uh-huh. for so long because of the, you know, horribly unfair system. But no, of course, is the Wall Street Journal, they're not saying that they're saying actually even given the choice to retire you should want to or at least (laughs) some people want to and therefore maybe you should want to Mm
0: -hmm. just keep
1: working and it's kind of cool you know wow the sub headline was for many people the idea of stopping work is a non-starter an inevitable path to boredom ill health and a life devoid of meaning are y'all okay this is what I was, that was my reaction was, what's wrong?
0: You only have work in your life? How's your, how's your life? It's
1: so sad. <laughs> That's and really sad. Kind of paid, you know, and, and they have varying degrees. You know, some people are just like, oh, it's, it's kind of exciting. It gives me something to do and, you know, different interests and things. And I, I enjoy it or something like this, but others it's like, like this one guy says, uh, I got a Mike he's talking about, he says, you've worked in your profession for decades, perhaps even all your life. This is a part of you, perhaps to a big part. One day you turn that part of your life off. Okay. Income loss aside, what are you going to do now? Get caught up on home projects. Okay. After a couple of weeks, couple of months, those items are taken care of, blah, blah, blah. Uh, play some golf. Sure. But after a couple months, that'll get old travel the world. Great. If that's your thing, but it too will get old. What? So what?
0: He thinks traveling the world will get old, his fucking job won't. He's traveled the whole world. I'm done. What does this
1: guy do? That's so. Ex- actually, I think maybe it tells me. <sighs> no, it just tells me where he is. But who knows? Wow,
0: um, wow, wow, wow. But
1: he says, so what do you do with all your free time? Just like muscles that atrophy if you don't use them, so too will your brain and cognitive abilities. You need to have engaging, stimulating activities planned. Otherwise, you will slowly wither and die with no purpose in life, no (gasps) value to others.
0: (laughs) That's insane. First off, the idea that you're beholden to have value to others. Icky. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do a fucking crossword or something like, come on. Yeah. As someone who had some, some great downtime in the past four days, I loved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's so much... I don't know. This. Yeah, you're right. The no values to others, like the Nazis would call those useless eaters. Uh, mm-hmm. But
0: Traveling the world would get old. Yeah,
1: I've been there, seen that every place ever. Like, this <laughs> dude has not seen place. all the cities in his state, you know? There's
0: no fucking way.
1: There's just so much out there, and... <sighs> people would be freed. I I, I don't know. I think retirement's like one of the few retirement and being a kid are like the, some of the few and being in college, if it's paid if you're not working some of the few times you have so much unstructured time to pursue your own interests and kind of grow and figure out, you know, what you like to do, try out new skills, work on new skills, you know, develop. Like there's all this freedom, and yeah, there's going to be some boredom. This guy's super afraid of boredom. I think.
0: I think our culture is very afraid of boredom. Yeah.
1: I would agree with that for sure.
0: We talked about that on the last shoot in the shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I was getting this question a couple of times like, Oh yeah. How do you cultivate creativity and things like that? Like, I think you have to have boredom to do that. I think you, in, even in terms of like, you know, I didn't really start poking around at gender and stuff till I had a lot of fucking time in my hands. And like, I think, time is a thing where time alone and time downtime is so important i just i don't see how that could ever be construed as terrible
1: yeah it's
0: (laughs) oh that person is lost
1: yeah it's i don't know it's a bunch of people talking about how they're just gonna work as long as they can they like it um
0: and like, it's fine to like what you do, but I just, I hope these people also like are setting aside time for themselves. And it sounds like some of them are not
1: a question of self-worth, Ugh. retire. Why in the world would I do that to myself? Why would anyone <laughs> as humans, our self-worth is defined by the things we do and the impacts we have on others as biological machines. We must keep moving and learning to, well, it's fine to maintain our brain and body. Okay spiritual beings we only flourish when we're engaged with others it's it's social animals that's fair Uh,
0: okay but you can do that without working
1: (laughs) yeah that's
0: and these are the same nuts that want to go back to the office because that was their entire social life
1: yeah i feel like it's a lack of maybe it stems back to that a lack of creativity or like lack of imagination of like what could i do the world is go to the library and just yeah. go like look down the aisles of all the nonfiction shit is categorized. Dewey Decimal System. It's all got mm-hmm. all these different shit that you could just check out a book on drawing and practice that. Or check out a book on gardening and do like there's all sorts there's of fucking so shit. There's so
0: much to do in the world. Like I get anxious that I won't be able to do all the yeah,
1: things. Yeah, same. That's that's what I'm <laughs> like. I'm like, oh man, it would be so cool to really be into this. Mm-hmm. But it's still like something I'm I'm never going to do. <laughs>
0: I know we did. Like what? Um, that I, that at one point, I was like, you know? "Maybe I should make a bee garden." I'm like, "I'm never going to make a <laughs> bee garden." <laughs> I'm also kind of scared of bees, so I don't think that's a good plan. <laughs> uh, I know that's good for the environment. I'm just a weenie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> there's, there's lots more of these. I just kind of got sad. That's after depressing. But like, not all of them are bad. I don't want to say that. You know, and and like you said, if you like doing something. You know, sure, keep doing it. Like, there's nothing if wrong. If that's what with you're that.
0: passionate about, then sure. Or if that's what you, if you get enjoyment out of it.
1: Yeah, if you have a balance of it too, of like you do that, but you're not slavishly devoted to it. You know,
0: that's the thing. Like, you, you want to have a balance, and also, like, I think what makes me really upset is the language that's being used around, like, "Well, I'm useless," and and oh, it's just so puritan nonsense. I just, oh,
1: yeah. That's not a good way to handle it, you know, for sure. (laughs) No.
0: And like even uh, retirement as it stands is, is already such an achingly small time for most Americans, you Mm -hmm. know, especially ones in hard positions where you're literally working yourself to death
1: or killing yourself after work to cope with the, you know, the, the stress and hardship of it. You know, so many of us do that.
0: Totally. And, and, it it should be, it should be obviously a lower age to begin with. And also people should be able to have lives while they're still working adults too. Like it shouldn't be this thing that you save up for, like, there's so many stories out there of people who like, really save hard for retirement and, and have all these great plans about, you know, traveling the very boring world apparently, <laughs> <laughs> but then they get there and they're, they're too old. They're too sick. They're, you know, they're not able to move about like they want to. And then they end up like feeling like all that time and money was ra- wasted.
1: Yeah. I mean, Ugh. you're saving it up for a future version of you that you don't know what they're going to be like and what they're going to be able to do.
0: You got to YOLO a little bit.
1: What will we do differently. You know, we're, you're gonna work half as much you're gonna get to spend you know half your time instead of uh what eight hours to to sleep eight hours to work eight hours throughout your will like we're we're gonna decrease that by four hour workday. we're thinking maybe i
0: think so four
1: unless you got a really hard job then maybe like two or three yeah yeah lots more time to enjoy and you're still gonna retire early you know and get to do and maybe you won't have as much like in the especially in the early days as much absolute ludicrous luxury but like you'll still have nice shit
0: yeah yeah like you'll be comfortable you'll and i think more importantly like you'll have that time which to me again is the most precious resource and you'll have community and like that is so lacking in our current system is time and community we just don't fucking have that yeah yeah while I was in the bathroom I saw a headline that belongs in the toilet. <laughs> Bernie apparently endorsed one says he's not running for twenty twenty four, which I'm like, Yeah, you're a very old man, you probably sure, should yeah.
1: you know, you can stop working too, <laughs> Bernie. It's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should probably retire. But instead of being like, Oh, I'm fucking done, I can say whatever I want. No, my man goes goes ahead and gives an endorsement for Biden in This fucking early.
1: Oh, yeah. Our man Biden declared, finally.
0: I'm just like, if you're not running anymore, and he's presumably not going to run for the fucking mayor of Burlington anymore, or the Senate, or whatever, why not just be like, hey, here's what I think.
1: He'll take another stab at the Senate. You think so? He's in charge of... uh...
0: Oh, he's on the healthcare committee, right? Yeah,
1: he's on the something else committee, too. Okay, yeah. The healthcare committee includes the... It's the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been grilling CEOs and stuff, having a good time doing that real classic Bernie shit.
0: Okay. That's fun.
1: He's also on the Budget Committee. Uh, he's the chair of that committee that we said he's on that. He's he's a chair mm-hmm. of it. The big, long one. He's the chair of the Senate Budget Committee. He's the chair of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. So, he's got some.
0: He's busy. Yeah.
1: He's got some clout. He's got shit to do. He probably loves his job and, you know, he would. See, he doesn't want to retire. He would see some value in himself if he retired. Sure. He's a healthy person, but I, I doubt I would. I would not be surprised if he even if he's old, you know, he'll be however old. But if he'll run for reelection yeah, when it yeah. comes time because of that, he's got a powerful perch.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: And that's, I think, why he's that's not gonna, why he did it. Yeah. He doesn't want to get endorsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's an independent. He's not even a Democrat. So he's getting these positions despite that you know i mean sort of quote unquote distinction yeah that's that's why it's like well that kind of makes sense
0: (sighs) forgive us listeners every now and then we like to peek in on the the horse race
1: yeah Uh, just
0: to see like i try to i'm almost never think about it like i the other day, Kyle was like, I can't wait to see the shit show that will be the Republican Party. And I was like, oh, I can definitely wait. I'm fine with waiting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm like, Kyle, I'm, I'm itching for it. I, oh. I had a truly awful major of political science, so it sort yeah, of it's just the worst baked into me this very, very stupid way of looking at... <laughs>
0: it's sports <laughs> for nerds. That. Yeah,
1: basically. It's uh,
0: sports for corrupt nerds. <laughs> and...
1: With Bernie, it's more of like a, we're we're like looking at an old fling on Facebook mm-hmm. or something. Yeah,
0: we are looking up our ex totally like, how, what is he doing?
1: Yeah, because oh. we're both Bernie bros, for better or worse. Not in the weird sense of the term, but...
0: No, we weren't harassing people about <laughs> it, but... Oh, I wore that shirt till it had holes in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a better world, he would have been part of a better movement, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. A better, a better slow, you know, that could have been a slow lean to, you know, not save us from ultimate destruction, but, you know, get us scooching in the right direction.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, I mean,
0: who fucking knows?
1: You thought they were mean to Biden. <laughs> you would have had, you know,
0: Commandante.
1: Yeah. But, you, you know, with all they would rile you up on cable news, you would have had people. Taking shots on him and stuff. Oh,
0: for sure. You'd have to be getting like a mecha suit. Yeah. (laughs) Voltron Bernie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm into it.
1: (laughs) But uh, that'll be a mess when that all shakes down.
0: It's going to be nasty.
1: My uh, initial inkling is that Trump will end up being the default pick for the Republicans.
0: I think so, too.
1: I think he's got the sort of the same dy- Well, it's a completely different dynamic, I should say. But there's a kernel that remains, which is, early, you know, in his past run, he was shitty, and everyone was like, "Damn, he's shitty." But he would still get like twenty something percent, like every time, and everyone else, you know, was there was like thirty other guys trying to do it, so he just kept getting his steady number, and people yeah, kept falling. Yeah, like he's out. done
0: that before. He's done that before. You yeah. Know?
1: So it's that that part there, I think, is probably gonna end up pretty similar is he's just gonna be the longest standing least bad option or i mean he's still just gonna be a shitty option but he's the longest standing so
0: every time i poke in there i'm just like what what am i looking at like i I, did you hear about the don lemon thing
1: yeah don lemon's out tucker carlson's out
0: yeah so i watched the interview that don lemon got fired for
1: oh he got fired i just knew he like had to i don't know i assumed it was sort of a firing
0: it but. was basically a firing i mean you can make it sound nice if you want but he's like yeah my agent told me like nobody talked to me directly uh, <laughs> like he had no idea it was coming like yeah so it was a firing and he was what's the guy's name it's the guy who's in charge of the nra right now i think
1: who is that
0: he's this uh indian american fella
1: no vivek Ra- Ramaswane is not in charge of oh. the nra is he
0: oh i assumed he was but i don't know
1: he's like a republican candidate i thought
0: oh yeah he's just, his title is american entrepreneur which is another great way to tell if someone is shitty
1: <laughs> if they're an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah that's right up there with socialite in terms of definitely, <laughs> occupations definitely. we're not gonna have no uh, no, no uh okay, okay. is so, um, running for republic as a republican
0: that's right. That's right. My bad. The reason I thought he was in with the NRA is because his point that he made that Don Lemon was trying to shut down was one uh, African Americans secured their rights after the Civil War, which is like,
1: mm, wait, what? No. They, secu- said, they just, they're good now?
0: Uh, apparently. <laughs> um, and that the NRA and the Second Amendment was a big part of that. And I'm like, uh remember when like black people had guns in the 60s like the panthers did that and like (laughs) that did not go well for them the nra suddenly became very anti-gun for a second
1: yeah to the extent that black americans were able to secure their rights after the civil war it wasn't because of just like mass gun ownership that really wasn't
0: no that was not the fucking case like It was crazy and it was it was like Don Lemon fucking sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, wow, what a cool guy. But (laughs) like, (laughs) like I I saw lots of tweets of like, I mean, you should have been fired, but not for this. (laughs) Yeah, but because it was just him being like, that's just not true. And like not letting someone say something that's not true. And uh, it was just it was really ridiculous. But anyway, um, that's the media right now. (laughs) Yeah, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so who knows? I don't follow that really. I found, you know, I heard that they were gone, and I was like, okay. I've, I, I don't remember the last time I've watched cable news.
0: I don't either. Oh, it was it's uh, usually like
1: the, the most, I guess, whatever the most recent election was. I'll, I'll I'll tune it on there then for that. Watch them touch the map.
0: If I'm stuck in a in a public business, I might have to watch them.
1: Oh, that doesn't count. This is you. you <laughs> it doesn't infect your tv watching you know tally
0: okay i have a better story it's not really a story as it is a fun fact because it fun fact. happened what do you got in 2008
1: <laughs> yeah it's not yeah talk about the news yeah, not, not
0: exactly breaking news
1: <laughs> what if, what if you were like did you know the economy crashed <laughs> it's like you just said something very <laughs> well did know done you know
0: elected a black president <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this was in response to this horrible, like, this, this, like, image on Twitter that was like a, it was from a supposedly communist account, but they're not communist in my book, because the image was of a boot stomping on a trans flag and talking about mutilating children. So, like, fuck those people. But one response, one good thing that I got out of that uh, was surprisingly in the comments section of someone linking uh, to this uh, academic article about Cuba, And apparently in 2008, their Minister of Public Health uh, signed Resolution 126, an act that assured complete coverage for Cubans seeking sexual reassignment surgeries. So gender affirming surgeries, the first of any country in Latin America to do so. Also like America, (laughs) I would say just it's covered. It's just you can just do that.
1: Wow
0: complete coverage um and so 10 years later cuba celebrated as having one of the most open and inclusive lgbtq public health education programs in the americas um and this paper is just basically all about like the the case study of cuba and how it became an example of of what happens when you do things right
1: yeah and it's important to note that they weren't always there like they did evolve on that question you know um yeah that's man i didn't know about that uh that they were that early in in adopting that, that's cool two
0: thousand eight like that was that's very early for for American sensitivities,
1: yeah, President Obama, well, I guess elect Obama at that point was still against gay marriage,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's insane
1: he was he was doing the you remember this one the old civil unions thing mm-hmm, which was like I, I guess that. like a city hall, sort of you're married, but not
0: it's a second class marriage,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what the, that's what the really out there Democrats used to say. Yeah. Was, "Oh, I'm for civil unions."
0: Ugh, god. So, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm scrolling through the the intro, you know, the abstract and shit. Cause I'm not going to read an academic paper. I've got a life. <laughs> but it does mention, you know, obviously Cuba did not always have a great track record on that, but this paper argues that the Cuban state does not view gender and sexuality as rights-based issues, but health-based issues, which I would argue is true like once you have the right to health care like you should have the right to take care of your body the way you see fit and like gender affirming
1: surgeries is a big part of that yeah because it's it's like i mean it's part partly it's mental psychological health. right and mental health mm-hmm. of, of aligning yourself with who you who you're supposed to be in that sort of psychological sense so And in that regard, I mean, that's that distinction should be lifted too. not in the (laughs) I mean, you're going to train your doctors differently for psychology versus other fields and stuff. Sure. But it's still like under the umbrella of mental of health care overall. You know, our country is too, too compartmentalized about that and says, oh, that's that's mental health. That's a different thing, you know
0: when you have better access to healthcare and better access to specifically gender affirming healthcare, you can realize like how much gender affirming care goes into cis people as well. Like breast reduction is a common surgery for people, um, breast augmentation, um, even like really like more cosmetic things of like, you know, hair implants and things like that. Like people do that shit all the time. (laughs) So I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I did not expect it to have been that early in the timeline.
1: As always, our best to the revolutionary people of Cuba. Yeah. Do you think do to to inject a little utopianness mm-hmm. also? Uh, do you think you can't get away from it? Yeah. So would would we set up like a sliding scale? I, I feel like initially we'd have to do something where you know all healthcare is covered, mm-hmm. and maybe except for uh, there has to be some sort of scale of cosmetics in the early. Tons. yeah
0: i could see that i could see that
1: unless there doesn't i mean if we're lucky enough we don't we have the resource just do it sure but
0: yeah if if we're very lucky i think we just do it we're full you know, fucking star trek where they change alien races all the time
1: yeah <laughs> or you put on the little suit that changes you into another
0: mm-hmm. yeah. A little morph suit yeah that would be really cool i would want it mostly for hair anyway
1: but then would that count if someone if you like change to someone of another race would this count as like doing mm, black or doing something i don't know it's like oh he wore a sense suit and like was another <laughs> it's like i was young and I, I apologize mean,
0: that was a plot in a lot of star trek episodes of like oh i'm going undercover let me become a romulan and it's like that's kind of weird yeah <laughs> you could just do that and one of them was oh my there was this really fucked up episode where uh i think i've told you about it it was on voyager it was where the half klingon woman they split her in half to be like full human mm. and full Klingon. Like that was, I was like, I right, did a biracial person even look at this script
1: inside you. There are two wolves.
0: <laughs> One is a, a Klingon. <laughs> so it's a very tough and cool wolf.
1: <laughs> and they were both like super stereotyped or whatever. Yes, right? Like
0: the human was like super scared and stuff. Like, Oh my gosh. Like she was very like,
1: that'd be kind of frail. Funny like if they did an episode of that but like with a half Mexican right yeah. so we have one <laughs> that's Mexican. like ay, 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 you know and you go, <laughs> uh, just like white people stereotype of Mexicans and then oh the God. other one is just like a country club wasp
0: oh yeah yeah or
1: like You've a got hillbilly got the, the or something
0: <laughs> I would love to meet fully Mexican Christine and fully white Christine they sound like characters <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's funny. Um, anyway, sliding scale of surgeries. I think you might be right. I think we need to be careful about it and not make it too prohibitive or, or too sure. many hoops to jump through. But I think, you know, we can outline a list of of reasons. Like, you know, there are people who go in for cosmetic surgery because, you know, they were in a fire or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and facial feminization surgery. That's one of... Um, That's a common cosmetic surgery for for trans folks. So like that one, you should have that one available, you Mm -hmm. know. But I mean, I don't know. I know people come down on cosmetic surgery, like in a lot of different ways. I mean, I guess I'm for it in the sense of like, it's your fucking body. Like you want to do it, do it. What I get uncomfortable with is the hierarchy of beauty that is prevalent. But I think a lot of that comes down to capitalism too. So maybe without that culture,
1: the boot is wet
0: that's the thing like yeah like i think i've talked about on the show how the the kardashians you know of course the prime example of cosmetic surgery <laughs> you know they would they were very much appropriating black culture and also black features in a lot of ways mm. of of they tried to make their bodies like you know this is a stereotype obviously but more voluptuous like larger yeah just everything and then the the pendulum shifted and um you know as those surgeries became more accessible they're like oh i don't want to look like poor people <laughs> so they took them all out everyone just went like just just flattened out
1: <laughs> the kardashians did
0: um a little bit not like excessively I don't. but
1: i don't follow them so.
0: you don't keep up with the Kardashians. i
1: don't No, i i like how you avoided i did it. i <laughs> uh, you, th- thank you for noticing <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I've heard that's a trend is, is that a lot of celebrities who have gone in for like the BBLs and whatever, are taking them out because they want to look elite. And so they're trying to make themselves look different somehow.
1: That's, I don't so. know if this is a folk mythology or not like folk mythology, but like a folk, uh, etymology sort of thing with language. But, uh, I remember reading somewhere that this is essentially what happened with parts of British received pronunciation, uh, that the upper classes just kind of kept switching things. Um, on the lower classes to distinguish themselves from it, so they they used to have kind of a uh, like the guy in Princess Bride that's like, "Wov tool, wov," like they used to have oh, yeah, more yeah, of a yeah. thing like that, and in like posh accent or whatever, like they distinguished just to be different than the poor people and stuff. And the same I thing mean, they with
0: do this with everything with, yeah. with food.
1: Well, there was another accent example I think in in New York, Boston type thing of of the non roticity uh, not rotic roticity uh where you pronounce your r's is a fancy way to say it. Okay.
0: I'm like this is a rotisserie chicken yeah. or what are we talking about
1: they they, <laughs> they abstained from rotisserie chicken because only <laughs> the the ate that. but i did eat rotisserie
0: chicken lobster used to be for poor people right yeah and then
1: they started serving it on the trains because it transported and then they you know and then it became this elite food and mm-hmm. then just you know we need to get rid of elites and when people say that, then, you know, your uncle will say, well, you don't, you know, here you go, communism, starting a bloodbath and all this, you know, and that's not what we mean by get rid of <laughs> no, them. No, no. Like, we want to take the elite part out and just leave the human to grow and flourish, you know? Yes. And yes. Just, uh, yeah, we'll just tax that part out of existence or, you know, nationalize their industries.
0: Totally. Like, you can be alive. You just have to have, it's, again, it's just fucking kindergarten level shit of, Hey, you have too much stuff. Some people have no stuff. Share your stuff. Like, that's literally, it's basic fucking shit.
1: That's our thing. That's our, that's our concept. Marxism, Leninism, Maoism, uh, teach me communism is.
0: Kindergartenism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I I definitely like nice things. Like, I, I'm as fucking Fraser Crane as you can get without being a balding middle-aged man. <laughs> Like what I think about though, like what I try to remind myself as like, I'm enjoying a nice meal or whatever it is. I'll be like, everyone should have this. And yes. and you can like, yeah, maybe you'll have less meat. Like we probably should do that, myself included. But it's, it's, there is so much excess that I truly believe everyone can be comfortable. Like there's enough, like maybe, you know, there's just gonna be a, a leveling of the playing field. And I, I think people get so worried that they're gonna personally go down in status and then in, in comfort when it's like there's a whole echelon of rich people that we don't even fucking know about, you know, like not to sound like a crazy conspiracy person, but like there's people out there with just this fucking mansions upon mansions. Like there's enough.
1: I think you're totally right about that. Numbers wise. This is billions of people in the global South with astonishingly little.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: So while I think the majority of working class Americans won't see any I don't think you would see a reduction in your standard of life if you were to like I'm I'm just picturing the situation where we just literally equalized everything tomorrow is that probably everyone in the working class their standard of living would go up when you get to like middle upper middle class and Mm -hmm. and definitely any of obviously any of the, the capitalist class.
0: Yeah, so are you thinking like kind of homeowners and white collar workers, like those kinds of folks, like us?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that there would well. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I, I think can you have would have shit. less luxuries. You you would have fewer that's luxuries. Fine. So you'd you'd probably still have the same kind of personal belongings, maybe, but mm-hmm. just less of an opportunity to to really go all bougie out. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll eat less steak. I, I, you know, I travel less. That sounds great because you know what? I like know that my fellow humans are taken care of. That sounds lovely.
1: And you'd have so much more provided to. And I guess for some people, this would be a distinction as well. Uh, healthcare people like to complain oh they have to wait in line and stuff in Canada and whatever but everybody gets healthcare as
0: if I don't have to wait in line here I have to wait like a month before I can get into my doctor's office yeah
1: well rich people have what's called concierge doctors so they don't have to do that and they would lose out on that you know and they would would be put on the same you know public health plan as everyone else at least there wouldn't be algorithms automatically telling them no but uh (laughs) uh But otherwise, they would kind of, you know, from that perch, they would be kind of knocked down.
0: But the healthcare they would get would be free. They're they're paying out the nose for that concierge experience. I'm sure
1: that's true. But you got to understand, for most of these people, money they almost don't it, think about it ceases
0: it. to be an issue. Truly. Yeah.
1: But who yeah. cares what they think? Honestly. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> We're talking to you guys. There's and more you guys, of us than more of, yeah, than them. It's going to be better for you guys. You know.
0: Yes, yes. But anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? And like, <laughs> surgeries, I think. And social, and it, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The surgeries. And and I think if you boiled it down, most cosmetic surgeries would end up with some sort of psychological impact, at least. If yeah, not full yeah. on, you know, rest of your body health. Because it's not a separate, it should be a complete separate thing. But, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I. I think for me what I would want to keep an eye on in terms of that is like I think bodily autonomy absolutely fucking go for it but I think we would have to do some I think I don't don't even know how you would do this I don't know if it's on an individual level or like a counseling level or what of of ensuring because beauty standards are so seeped in capitalism and the patriarchy and racism that like I think it's important to be aware of that and to like talk to people about that of like hey like why do you feel like you need to do this and things like that when it is just a, a quote-unquote pure cosmetic surgery like obviously once the boot dries out i think fucking go for it like is your body enjoy but like it is such a hierarchical system right now like you know like you hear about the you know the algorithm preferring videos over over photos and also pictures of people over over images of of nothing or you know of objects and still images
1: yeah i've i've seen youtube thumbnails and i've been on tiktok so yeah
0: (laughs) you've been on so like i I was talking to a friend about this the other day and they're like yeah it's kind of fucked up i'll see some of my friends say like oh i'm posting my face for the algorithm and i want to say why do you think it's your face that does well (laughs) you know like do you think it's maybe because like you're white or you're thin? and you know like you are the kind of person that programmers you know algorithms aren't aren't these opaque neutral forces like people built them and people have biases.
1: Yeah. So that makes sense. You
0: you just it's just it's icky then to think about how like our images are I'm going full circle commodified.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right about the the boot eventually drying out but mm-hmm. people I mean, in that society would have uh, counseling and, and
0: yeah, it's,
1: it's a possible policy we could implement depending on if the masses wanted it, but maybe it would be more of a Vanguard party thing saying masses you need. This is a universal, like not in the sense of universal uh, opportunity to go to a counselor, but maybe everybody needs some fucking
0: <laughs> just to- yearly check-in even you know just as a baseline of like you know okay okay yeah or
1: something i feel like (laughs) that is gonna be a pretty traumatic transition yeah you're gonna have a lot
0: of people losing their quote-unquote fucking value of life or whatever
1: yeah and the reformists will say oh it could be it could it could happen really really calmly and that's great but good luck homie if it doesn't you you're, you're going to have a lot of shit to deal with. You're going to have yeah, people <laughs> having lost their entire life value. I don't know. I think people could benefit from that, even in just our non-revolutionaries. many people could
0: I know. I know. I I'm so curious. I I think I saw a smidge of this somewhere online, but like listeners, if you know of any like Marxist counselors, I would love to pick their brain or just like read about that like that would just be such a radical different approach. Cause we've talked on the show before about how fucking neoliberal counseling is of just like, oh, it's all up to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. What you kind of need is like a sociologist slash therapist, because then they could bring that angle to it. You know, essentially context, yeah, the sort of uh, Marx is pretty frequently cited in, in sociology, actually, uh, Marx and Engels. And, and so they can take that sort of angle of like, well, man's a product of his, you know environment and this sort of like what are the social structures that are pushing you in this direction and that I think for most people at least for most of you guys listening to this is, is more of a clear eyed view of what's actually happening uh, rather than putting it all on how best can you cope uh, with a fundamentally unfair world
0: yeah yeah like there are so many times where i feel like i'm lightly explaining communism to my therapist i'm like okay well <laughs> and but it's, it's good it's i mean it's fine you know and it, it helps i'm not saying it doesn't help but like i'm very grateful for it i don't think i'd be nearly in as good a place as i am today but it is still it still absolutely has its limitations and it can be frustrating and yeah again it, it is it is all it is harm reduction at this point and it's important but it could be better yeah um there's one more thing I had in my brain oh well it's gone you lost it was it a bathroom
1: idea or was it on (laughs) cosmetic surgery
0: um no I don't think so um oh I did have like one very small point because we're talking about rich people trends I think I've talked about this before on the show because I love talking about food history of they did that with with
1: spices too Oh yeah, they were the graham cracker motherfuckers. They were like, "You can't eat that because it's gonna boil your blood." That's why those hot-blooded Latins are always fighting (laughs) each other and shooting their pistols off. And Mm -hmm. I guess that's speeding Gonzalez. But um... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, that and that and then they were like, "We, you know, you don't want to have your libido up and everything. You Mm want to be." Chased, or the british so you
0: know with with the indians as well like they did a lot of of that and yeah basically yeah as soon as spices became more accessible the rich people were like oh actually i like really plain food
1: <laughs> yeah it's like dude you <laughs> just got done like fighting wars of conquest to get spice trade routes
0: right and then you're gonna serve me the blandest shit ever what's wrong with you
1: <laughs> Ugh. what a turnaround that oh. one that one was an l for them for sure
0: Oh, absolutely. I will say, I enjoyed London and I want to spend more time there. But their food was a lot more hit and miss than Paris. Like, I had to do some Googling What you beforehand. gotta do is
1: just get Indian food and stuff. Like, get get good Indian food, Pakistani food.
0: I went to a Pakistani restaurant and I had the best meal I'd ever had. Yeah, that's what amazing. you gotta do
1: there. I mean, they—they, mm-hmm. they, I'm sure. I w- I'm not picky. I would like a bunch of different shit that they serve up. A good full English breakfast, you know, but...
0: I did like the full English breakfast, which I was surprised. I was skeptical about not pinto or black beans at breakfast, but it was still good.
1: (laughs) Oh, I had one more thing. Uh, It's more of an in-memoriam on release date for this. So this Thursday, if you're listening on release date, this is a RIP to two real ones. One Antonio Gramsci.
0: (gasps) That guy with his hegemony.
1: Yeah, that guy. He died in 1937
0: uh, on April 27th. Oh, okay. Well, you made it sound like he just died.
1: <laughs> nope, he's been dead for a while. These are just okay, anniversaries I don't, of their deaths.
0: I don't know things. Okay, great, great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's been gone. <laughs> okay. uh, he died in 1937 while imprisoned in fascist Italy.
0: Of course. Because,
1: yeah, obviously. I mean, he was warning everyone about this before they came to power. He's like, they're going to come to power and put everyone in jail because they're fascists. <laughs>
0: They're like, you know, what? sounds great now that we're in power. <laughs> Get that guy who great said idea. we were going to do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> But he's great. It's I'm finding it hard to find like his real his, his prison notebooks and stuff like the the real meat of the writing that people talk about. But uh, eventually we need to do something on the main reading for him, like the cultural hegemony stuff, the common sense stuff that that sort of I've gotten
0: requests for that for sure. And I'm I'm very interested.
1: Yeah. Once I find the source on it, we should put it on the list. Uh, the other past the death anniversary, not today. Thank
0: you for not panicking. I'm not
1: telling you that these I, guys are about to die on Thursday. I know.
0: You're writing a death note in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one is Kwame Nkrumah.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, from cool. Ghana.
1: He died in exile in 1972 on this date.
0: Okay. All right. Shout out to some real ones. So
1: yeah, uh, you can check out, can check out an episode on Gramsci. We haven't gotten there yet, but you can check one out on <laughs> Kwame Nkrumah. I think it was a bio on him specifically. It was a
0: bio. It was, so, yeah. But I mean, it, was, it covers it pretty was. much
1: the breadth of, of Ghana's hist- uh, you know, post-colonial history.
0: Check it out. Yeah. All right. Speaking of past and future episodes, what the fuck are we doing next week?
1: I changed it up.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me.
1: All right. So I want to talk about Hungary. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to limit the scope to the... 1956 uh like hungarian revolution or whatever you want to call it rebellion this is the one where you get the term tankies from
0: oh i didn't even know that was a specific place yeah uh okay
1: so i may may limit it to just that and kind of the background thereof or i may cover kind of the brief history of the hungarian people's republic one of the eastern european socialist states
0: Okay. Yeah. Great. Tune in for something on hungry.
1: Yeah. I got a little (laughs) bit of a rabbit hole on it. I'm like, I don't know where, you know, which direction I'm going to go. It kind of lends itself to both. I think I could do a pretty good broad overview, uh, but I could get really into the weeds on this one thing. So, so that's what we'll talk about next.
0: Cool. All Then, uh, talk to you and our listeners next week.
1: (laughs) All right. See you then.
0: Bye. Hey there comrades, just jumping in to remind you of all of our social media. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can shoot us an email, that's teachmecommunism at gmail.com. Any of those places are good to send us an episode suggestion or a question, anything you think would be useful feedback for us or just your admiration. If you want to admire us in a public manner, and you should... You can go to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. It is the best way to help people find the show. Love when people write and review us. Please do both. We are also on YouTube if that's how you prefer to listen to podcasts. Or if you know someone that's the only way they'll listen to podcasts, send them to our page. And we have a Patreon for five bucks a month. You get access to our notes for each week's episode, including the backlog of notes, which is a very handy resource for up and coming commies. And at the end of the year, all of the funds from Patreon will be given to local mutual aid in the DFW area. So ain't going to line our pockets. Finally, we have merch. Check us out at TeePublic. You can find shirts and I believe also stickers and magnets and all kinds of fun stuff with catchphrases from the show or episode art, stuff like that. The link to that store is in the show notes. So check that out. Okay, that's all the internet. Join us next time for another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. Bye, y'all.